You're listening to On Development, a podcast of the Millennium Challenge Corporation, or MCC. MCC is an independent United States government international development agency whose mission is reducing poverty through economic growth. In this episode, MCC's Aisha House, Vice President of Congressional and Public Affairs, speaks to Department of Policy and Evaluation Vice President Alicia Phillips-Mandeville and Director of Results and Learning Casey Dunning about what the agency means when it says it's a learning institution and how MCC applies its learning culture to its programs. Alicia Phillips-Mandeville is Vice President of the Department of Policy and Evaluation at MCC. Her two-decade career spans the public, private, and nonprofit sectors and has pioneered new thinking and tools at the intersections of governance, economic development, and technology. Ms. Mandeville previously served as Senior Vice President for Global Programs at IREX, where she led the divisions delivering high-impact international development and public diplomacy programming on every continent. Prior to that, she served as the Vice President of Interaction, a coalition of U.S.-based international nonprofits, recreating the coalition's congressional advocacy team and expanding the development portfolio to address innovative finance, disinformation, open data, climate change, fragile states, and closing space for civil society. Casey Dunning is Director of Results and Learning at the Millennium Challenge Corporation, where she helps to produce and disseminate results and learning from MCC's evidence-based investments. Prior to joining MCC, Dunning was a Senior Policy Analyst at the Center for Global Development, where she focused on U.S. development policy coherence and analyzed the application of aid effectiveness principles within USAID, with a particular emphasis on country ownership, aid selectivity, and innovative aid delivery models. Great. Well, welcome to On Development. We are so, so excited to have Alicia and Casey Dunning here with us today to talk about MCC as a learning institution. Um, that is a very loaded and heavy term when it comes to the development world. So really, really excited to dig into it and to make sure that all of our listeners hear all about what MCC has going on when it comes to being a learning institution. So before we get started, I want to make sure that everyone knows you all as well as I do. And I'm sure I'll learn some new things about you all. So um, Alicia Phillips Mandeville is our new VP for DPE. There's a lot of acronyms there. Um, and so maybe Alicia, you could tell everybody what all that means. Um, and then Casey, if you wouldn't mind telling folks a little bit more about yourself too, before we get started, that would be awesome. So uh, over to you, Alicia. All right. Great. Thanks, Aisha. Um, so uh, my name's Alicia Phillips Mandeville. And just to add one more acronym, sometimes I go by APM. So I'm APM, the VP of DPE. <laughs> just, I'm super delighted to be here. Um, this is a, a great topic, a great agency, and so a good time to talk it through. Um, so uh, Vice President for Development Policy and Evaluation, or pardon me, for the Department of Policy and Evaluation. Um, what does that mean? What all does that include? And, and who am I in the first place? So uh, this is a department that does a lot of the analytical pieces of what MCC does. So MCC's mission, of course, reducing poverty through economic growth. That means we spend a lot of time thinking through which countries are we going to work in so our investments generate the most poverty reduction through growth. That means we spend a lot of time looking, doing the analysis on the economics of the investment that we 
we might make in those things. Um, we spend a lot of time building the toolkit we're going to use to evaluate and measure what we've done to see how much impact we're getting. And we spend some time thinking through how we're going to test out new ways. So um, lots of great pieces. I love every single one of them. I'll get to talk a little bit more about them hopefully as we go. For folks who maybe know MCC well, I actually worked here previously in nine of the agency's first 10 years. I spent a little bit of time before that in the development community at nonprofit sector, at a tech startup for a while. Um, and so a little bit here and there and keen to, to dig in here as well. That's great. Thanks, Alicia. And yeah, welcome back. There's so many people. I mean, I, I was one of the newest VPs before your return. So thanks for taking the new girl slot away from me. Um, and so many people were really excited to have you back. So I can't wait for you to unpack all the different things that DPE does. It is super exciting. And from a monitoring and evaluation perspective, which MCC is known for, I know folks are really interested in digging in. So uh, with that, Casey, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do as well in DPE? Sure thing. And thanks so much for having us on, Aisha. It's great to be discussing uh, learning at MCC. So as you noted, I am the Director of Results and Learning in the Department for Policy and Evaluation, which is the department that um, we are thrilled to have um, Alicia leading now. And my job is to, in a nutshell, take all of the good evidence and results and learning that MCC produces from its programs and the way it implements its model and make sure it's it gets to the, the right stakeholders at the right time, in the right form, and ensure that um, they are then able to use it. And uh, critically, it's... Uh, a lens for both our external stakeholders at MCC, uh, but also our internal stakeholders. Um, so making sure that the learning that we're producing is going right back into our new programs in development. Um, I came to MCC, this is actually my first uh, uh, time with the federal government. I uh, was a senior policy analyst at the Center for Global Development, so had the lovely opportunity to research and analyze MCC and USAID and kind of U.S. development policy in general, and then and then thought it was it was probably worth it to put my money where my mouth was and actually get in the trenches. So it's great to be at MCC. Um, I've been here for about uh, four and a half years now, and and really great to be on the podcast. Thanks. That's awesome. So lessons learned. It's a big ticket topic. All right. So I really want to make sure that we take the time because you said both internally and externally, we're trying to make sure that we can share what we've learned from our projects and how we're doing the work. So why don't we start off by talking about a little, uh, just talking a little bit about what it means to be a learning institution and taking those lessons learned into practice. So um, for either one of you, if you could not only just explain what that means, as well as give us an example, that would be fantastic. Great. No, thanks. Thanks, Aisha. And I think you're right. It is a giant topic. Um, and for the development sector as a whole, um, what does it mean? What is learning? What does it mean to be a learning institution? Um, and what does that mean you do? Right. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, in some ways, MCC has the a uh, luxury advantage, not sure what the right term is, of having a little bit, of, having that built into some of our DNA. Um, so MCC was founded originally to build on the lessons of international development. And so really built in from day one questions around what had the what had the world learned in terms of international economic development around um, selectivity, 
around country ownership and around accountability. And so, you know, going about the process of setting an agency in motion, really thinking through what did it mean to take what had been learned by others that came before us and apply it. Um, and so that carries forward into the way that we work now. And you can see it across those same three principles, but you can see it in kind of much more detailed, rich terms. Um, so on the selectivity side, for example, um, really thinking through what does it mean for an agency uh, to think about how it identifies those places in which its investments can have the most impact. And not just like thinking hard within itself about where it should invest, but actually turning to the outside community, looking at publicly available data, asking the experts, what are the, what's, what are the pieces of information that you turn to when you think about policy environments that generate growth? Um, and so what you see is as MCC scorecard has evolved over time, you see changes to it that reflect what's knowable now about what it takes to generate inclusive, sustainable economic growth that leads to poverty reduction. So we at different times introduced uh, questions about equal gender rights in terms of economic participation. We introduced questions around access to uh, financing for rural populations, not just cities. That, that's a more recent one. Um, so you can see kind of some of that learning and it show up really publicly in our work around applying one of the key things that is part of what's in MCC's model to address. Um, I think the piece that's great and exciting right now, and Casey will be able to talk more about, is what's knowable based on what we've done too. So we've been working 17 years in this space now, and we have a rich like, um, uh, library of information to draw on in terms of what we set out to do, how we, how we set it up, how we measured it, and then what we can know based on what we evaluated when it was done. And Casey speaks to this better than I do, so I'm going to let her do it. But I do just want to say that's an exciting moment for an agency where we've got like 17 years of information that we tried new things and worked in new ways in pursuit of growth and poverty reduction. And now we can turn to that literature that we've ourselves created and figure out what comes next. The world's a different and new place now. And how do we think through what the lessons of the last 17 years mean for us? So with that enthusiastic set, I'm going to turn to Casey and then listen to her. <laughs> sure. Uh, thanks so much, Alicia. I, it's, it's really exciting because I think kind of you noting that in inflection point at MCC and the fact that there is this recognition that we now have a critical mass of evidence from which to build and learn for both ourselves and also as a global public good in the development space. And so I actually think it's interesting. My position at MCC when I came on board was a new one because I think there was this recognition in a uh, DPE and also at the agency writ large that MCC had done a stellar job at uh, creating all of this evidence and results and 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 rich learning around our whole um, spate of programs around the world. And we'd also done a really great job on being transparent about it. So it was all up on our website, every evaluation, every piece of learning, the due diligence, but what we had done a less great job on is actually kind of connecting the dots and making sure that all of this information was getting to stakeholders to actually use. So I think what MCC has really focused on in the past, um, say, five years is the utilization. So we were really good at the generation, and now we're focused on the utilization. And we've done that in a couple of, of really unique ways, I, I think. So we've attempted to come at the learning in different units so that each stakeholder can come at it in a, a way that works best for them. 
And so let me give you a concrete example. So we are currently developing a new program in Indonesia. We have what are called star reports, which is actually a new set of uh, products. And they look at the end of a country investment. They start from initial selection to final evaluation and cover how an investment went. And so we uh, produce these for both compacts and our threshold programs, and they're focused on the country as the unit of analysis. And so we have a star report for our first compact in Indonesia, which offers a lot of rich detail about MCC's implementation model in Indonesia and what we learned in, in doing that. And so this is a resource for the team that's developing the uh, subsequent compact to be able to use. So that's at the country. At the sector, we also have a number of new and exciting ways for folks to learn about MCC's learning and understand the evidence. Um, so we have what are called principles into practice reports. And basically, these come about organically um, when MCC determines we have a critical mass of evaluation findings in a given sector. So recently we published um, a principles into practice report on the last 16 years of MCC investing in the water and sanitation sector. And it does a great job of covering where we were successful, where maybe we didn't quite achieve the target um, we set out, and most critically, why we didn't achieve that target. And this learning is now being actively funneled into our new programs that we are developing in the water and sanitation sector. And not only is that uh, principles into practice information uh, useful for our internal stakeholders and our, our water and sanitation uh, technical experts who are, are actively developing these products, but we've also done uh, a series of efforts to make sure that this body of evidence on MCC's work in the WASH um, sector is being used by other development actors and other bilateral donors and other multilateral donors. So really attempting to have as much of the kind of meta analysis that's there and easy for our stakeholders to actively consume when and how they need the set of evidence. That's really, really helpful. Let's just take a break. And when we come back, let's talk about some of the examples of some of the lessons learned. I am particularly interested in asking both of you ladies what you all think um, might need to evolve. We are teenagers now as an agency. We're 17 years old. And so that's taken a, that's given us a lot of time to learn a lot, as well as maybe um, start to plan for adjustments once we turn 20. So let's take a quick break and we'll come back with that. To learn more about MCC's STAR report, please visit www.mcc.gov forward slash STAR report. For principles into practice, please visit www.mcc.gov forward slash P into P. And to learn more about MCC's evaluation briefs, please visit www.mcc.gov forward slash eval briefs. Aisha, I know you have some more questions you want to ask about, but Casey said something before the break that I'm enthusiastic about. And so I just want to call it out for listeners, which is um, sometimes we learn things not because it went well. Right. <laughs> and I think that's a scary thing for development 
international development actors to look at is that learning is an ing word. It doesn't happen in the past tense. And so you look at what you did. You did the work in the past tense, but you have to look at it and take the lessons out and then apply them. Um, and so sometimes that is, as Casey said, we look at a, a place where we got all the results we wanted and we compare it up against a place where we didn't get the results we wanted. And that teaches us something about what we need to do next time. And that's a remarkable part in my, to my mind, that is a remarkable part of MCC and something I'm super proud of. Um, I think you had a question about kind of where we're headed, which is the other kind of learning that I think is really exciting, um, which is when the world changes around you, sometimes you need to learn new things that you didn't plan to learn in the first place. <laughs> um, and so in that spirit, you know, uh, MCC set up an economic advisory council some time ago, specifically to get feedback from economists on how we think about the questions we ask about our investments and about where and how we should work. And so realistically, now that we look at the effects of climate all over the world, there are good questions for us about how we reflect that in our economic analysis. When we look at what's knowable now about um, uh, access to income and equality and inequality, we have good questions about how we should incorporate questions of inclusion in our analysis. And so I think we're in the process of starting that, and that's still very early for MCC, but it's a piece of our learning that is forward-looking and is not necessarily what we planned 17 years ago, um, but I think a really good reflection of how we're how we're ready to keep it moving into the future. Great. So I think at this point, maybe we can go a little bit deeper into some examples, both internally and externally, as far as what we're learning, how we're sharing that information. Um, and, you know, I have to say, I'm particularly interested, um, some of the things that you were mentioning earlier too, Casey, when it comes to what we've learned and sharing it with others, I'm really, really, um, I'm fascinated by the country ownership element of that and how and where we're investing in local partners and local expertise as far as our learning. So can you all both give some examples from an internal and an external perspective of some lessons learned um, that stand out for you? Sure. Thanks so much. I will um, offer, I uh, I think, a critical lesson that MCC as an agency has learned, and then maybe um, also one that kind of I have learned as 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 being um, a, a, a civil servant at MCC. Um, so the first is MCC had has long had the hypothesis that, um, that our large infrastructure investments need to be coupled with policy and institutional reform to ensure the not only successful implementation and building of them, but also the sustainability of them and ensuring that our uh, country uh, partners are um, at, at the the center of our investments. Um, and we have seen through the sector learning, I'll hearken back to the principles and into practice reports, a really interesting finding of our roads sector analysis and evaluation results was that a lot of the roads we were building weren't being maintained for the uh, roughly 20-year lifespan that MCC had intended, and that was because the the budgets, the expertise with our country partners, we weren't really uh, focusing on that. And so, 
we took the uh, learning from the Rhodes principles into practice and are now actively applying it in uh, current and future Rhodes projects. And what this looks like is that, uh, for instance, in our Liberia compact, we actually didn't build a single new road. The entire transport investment was focused on operations and maintenance and working on do uh, does the Liberian government have the budget? Do they have the technical expertise to work on ensuring that the road network is is maintained? And I think that's been uh, a huge thing that MCC has learned across all sectors, but it's always quite validating to see those assumptions and hypotheses uh, borne out in the findings of our evaluations and and results. And then if I may offer a personal lesson um, while at MCC, but certainly uh, uh, definitely uh, from my think tank days as well, is if someone tells you that they will only read uh, two pages, you should take them at their word. And so this gets back to the kind of uh, giving our stakeholders what they want, how they want it. Um, as evidenced at the top of this podcast, we are a, uh, a jargon and acronym happy people at MCC, but this is not always uh, productive for our, our stakeholders, um, certainly externally, but even I struggle sometimes with the vast number of highly technical acronyms. And so really just having a laser-like focus on whether it's a stakeholder on the Hill or an expert in the water sector who is hungry for that 50-page report, whereas our stakeholder on the Hill wants a one-pager on what we did in the in the water and sanitation sector in in uh, Zambia, making sure we craft the evidence and are really good evidence brokers and getting folks what they want and believing them when they say, I'm only reading two pages. <laughs> Casey, I love it. Targeted and efficient. You're speaking our language. I love it. That's great. What about, what about you, Alicia? Excellent. That's hard to follow. It's really hard to follow. <laughs> I think the answer ends in two pages. Not kidding. <laughs> um, so, uh, lessons that are. I do think that like this distinction between knowing and learning is is maybe a key one, which is, and that's partly based on time here at MCC and also time elsewhere, where um, you know the proposal stage of things or the design stage of things is kind of the exciting one for many people because the world's your oyster and you can kind of dream out a, an amazing new thing. Um, but I had a colleague who used to say that proposals are written in poetry and then real life implementation happens in prose. Um, and so I, I happen to really like the prose side of the thing. Like you can check my high school teachers, poetry was never a thing for me. <laughs> so um, I think that, that for in the learning space, that's the difference between knowing something's the case. We can know that we need to look at the operational environment for the roads investment in Liberia, but learning from our previous investments that where we did build lots of roads and we have questions then about the operational environment, those roads need to function inside of, turning that into a new set of actions in an investment where now we're actually focused on the operational space and the maintenance and the technical expertise. Um, I think that's that's what learning represents. And that that's a lesson that... Um, I think we can all learn in lots of different places over and over that there's a difference between knowing and learning. Um, and that's, I think, where MCC is really trying to focus on actually having learned through the work. I had one more uh, response to your um, country ownership uh, uh, um, lens, if I can add that in. I don't know if that's... Yeah, please. Talk, let's okay. talk about country ownership and how we make sure that these lessons are fully being 
um, sure. integrated into the, the partnership. Sure. I just wanted to add, because it was such a good question about the country ownership piece as it relates to learning, something MCC has has recently really uh worked hard on is making sure that all the learning from our evaluation results and these meta analyses are in the local language of the country, um, which seems small and a bit uh, 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 pedantic. But if our country uh, partners can't access the learning in in um, a language that works for them, then it's almost useless. And so I did want to put that plug in because I think it's uh, something MCC is actively working on and a real advance in ensuring that our learning is is being actively consumed by our country partners in particular. All right. Well, thanks, ladies. This has been a fantastic discussion. Really appreciate your time and obviously the learning that's come out of this conversation. Um, And I just wanted to give you an opportunity. Any parting words, any parting last words at all that you'd like to share with um, our audience? No, thanks. I I really appreciate it. This is, as you can tell, fun to talk about. So I'm glad to have been able to join you to do it. Um, I will say, I feel like this really echoes a piece of advice somebody gave me once, which is that in this sector, you need to fall in love with a problem. Um, And I think that having pursuing a results learning agenda is really a way to kind of actually act on that. Lots of times people fall in love with a solution. Um, Actually falling in love with the problem means you got to look again at whether it's been solved and decide what your next steps are. And so um, I guess on having uh, told my my colleague out loud that that was great advice. Uh, I'll close there and say, I'll look forward to talking with you again soon. That's fantastic. And anything from you, that's hard to come after Casey, know, but anything, any parting words from you? I will just uh, <laughs> certainly also add my thanks uh, for the the chance to have a spotlight on on learning at MCC and note for listeners in the vein of uh, falling in love with the problem. If if you are actively consuming our, our learning and have um, feedback or, or want to see something differently, uh, uh, please let us know. We are actively working to make sure that the learning is uh, first and foremost used by you. So thanks so much. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to On Development. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We invite you to subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you prefer. And to learn more about MCC, please visit www.mcc.gov.